Hey everyone, Felicia here. It's been a minute and I am so glad to be back talking with all of you. I took the summer off of social media and have missed our community and also I'm just excited to be back here with this new season of Find the Magic. We took the summer off to kind of recoup and decide what we wanted this next season to be about and like and we're, we're glad to be back with all of you. If you have any input on topics that you'd like us to cover, please leave us a review with those questions or drop us a DM on Instagram. Um, but Terline and I are back today with some tips as we go into this back to school season. They're ranging from emotional wellness tips to um, parenting tips and practical tips. And we hope that you find some wisdom and some resilience in these as you navigate this back to school season. Enjoy. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Okay, so my first tip today is something that I talk about often. When it comes to parenting, I think a lot of us know that feeling where we can be having the exact same situations in our day Maybe our kids aren't listening. Maybe they're making big messes. Maybe they're, you know, hitting or pushing over the baby again. And one day we can handle it. And the next day it just puts us over the edge. And so my first tip is to really be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually aware of your own well-being. As we move into this new school year, there is going to be a lot of emotional and time baggage when it comes to our schedules with getting our kids places there's going to be the intensity of our kids coming to us for support when it comes to these extracurriculars or with their teachers or peers there's there also could be the confusion for those of you who are all your kids are going to school and you're really not sure what that means for you um you know there's all of these phases of our lives. It's, it's a moving through, not a getting around, not a bypassing or a numbing through that we want to do. But if we are emotionally insecure or, or physically depleted, these little moments can feel either very panic-inducing or really depressive. And we want to have that equilibrium set in that middle range and so that firstly means taking care of yourself we've heard this a million times but i can't emphasize for me the importance of sleep and some alone time i have two kids in school now and two still at home and so really having that time set aside for me in the morning is so helpful the second part of this that i really want to emphasize is that you do your own work on your baggage we all are carrying around a nice backpack or suitcase or trailer of stuff from our past that 
can really weigh us down and ooze into our other relationships, specifically with our kids. You know, maybe you have a kids that, kid that's heading off to elementary and you remember being picked last for sports. And so when your kid has this experience happen, you layer on your fourth grade baggage of always being the kid who didn't get picked or, you know, they go to junior high and you're concerned that the outfit that they love isn't, you know, fitting in as much with their peers or, or whatever the situation. We have all these like layers and layers from inside of our own psyches that I think through journaling, meditation, perhaps meeting with a therapist, we can unpack so we can better support our kids from a loving, neutral space. Um, Brene Brown encourages parents to do this work, especially because we can layer on different things like perfectionism, shame, um, all of these things that don't allow us to be vulnerable and connect with our kids. And I love her work on this. Um, This can also look like really great parenting. Perhaps it's doing all your kids' homework or when they take on a service project, you're the one carrying it out. And that is all stemming from your need to shine through them instead of on your own terms. And we just need to separate that out a little bit to have a really um, healthy relationship. And a second note on this is that as we move into back to school, these are a lot of big transitions for our kids. And if we are in emotionally good place, we are prepared for that bad behavior that we know is going to come. So when kids go through transitions, big changes happen, there's going to be a lot more tantrums, a lot more misbehavior that can seem unprovoked or seem like it's coming from situations where they previously have handled themselves. But Remember that transitions are so hard for kids. So if we can be emotionally well and like a tree, have this strong foundation to our core that we can tell them and see, I see you, I hear you. This is really hard for you to go into preschool by yourself. And I know that you can do this. Um, That surety in ourselves really, really will help our kids. And, you know, I think sometimes with respectful parenting, gentle parenting, whatever you want to call it, um, it can be a little misconstrued to be perceived as, well, when our kids cry or they're emotional, we listen to them and we honor those emotions. And that just simply isn't always the case. And there's a huge percentage of time where as the adult parent, we are making these decisions for them and that is the respect we're giving them. We're creating those limits, those guide rails. We're, we're reassuring them that we believe in them to be able to walk into kindergarten by themselves or try out this, this new activity that they've been wanting to do. And that surety is the respect that they need. <clears throat> that will help them go into those moments um, confidently. So... This brings us to the conversation about control. Um, You know, it's easy for us to control a lot of our kids' lives. It's easy for us to make sure they get the trophy. Um, 
it's e easy for us to pad their lives and sugarcoat it um, to really make it like our kids aren't living, like we're living for them and they're just this little side addition. And the thing that I would encourage you to be aware of is <clears throat> when you are controlling them, sometimes it can feel like connection. And um, Jack Kornfield, if you're familiar with him, he's a meditation teacher, but he talks about the concept of near enemies and that is, you know, the, the far enemy of, of control is just being super lax or not really caring at all about your kids or, or whatever, if we're saying in this, in this conversation. The near enemy of control, it, of connection, is control. So if we are, sometimes we can feel like we're connecting with our kids or we think we're connecting with our kids when we're really controlling them. In a lot of ways, I think this is linked to perfectionism. We, we want our lives and our kids' lives to look a certain way because that means that it is successful. And we control that outcome. And in our heads, we're thinking, oh, we're being good parents and this is what we're supposed to do and blah, blah, blah. But the thing that we take away from our kids by controlling them is, one, we relay the message that being perfect or being within the status quo or, you know, being perfect at soccer and with your grades and blah, blah, blah is more important than who you are. That's the first message we give them. We put them in the straitjacket of perfectionism. The second message we can give them, or really the, the huge downside to this is that our kids can't learn if they can't fail. Um, and as a parent, I know this is hard to let your kid fail. There is nothing easy about it. Um, but I think that if we can allow our kids to struggle, this leads them to developing the skill of having a plan B, um, or, you know, developing a way that they can solve for X when things aren't going perfectly their way. And sometimes as a parent, this can feel like we're doing something wrong. And so it's, it's easy to be like, oh, I need to take my kid their homework because that's what a good mom would do. She would notice the homework is on the counter. And, you know, it can be easy to get into that spiral. But I think as a kid, having to have a little more struggle and a little less help from parents, I learned some resiliency and some, some ability to find my own plan B and therefore know that when something goes wrong, I can be, I can have some power in the situation and there's a little bit of hope. Um, and I think this gives our kids a lot of confidence and resiliency that they wouldn't have if we were fixing all of these things for them. Um, and then the last note that I wanted to touch on is to, it, at all costs, ensure your child that they are loved and worthy exactly as they are. Um, worthiness is not dependent on 
the things they accomplish or what they do. Um, love, belonging, being enough is guaranteed in our family. And I would think for most parents, you would say, yes, love, belonging, worthiness, those things are all, all givens in our family. Um, and I would just encourage you to help your child see that them as their true self, self is important and worthy um, because anything we layer on now, when they try to take it off later, it can feel like a betrayal of that love and that worthiness if we aren't showing up in the way that we're saying. It's easy to say that you love and you belong, but you decided not to do comp soccer, so we're kind of a little shunning of that decision or you know, you failed at this report or, you know, you decided to take a different path in life than we taught you. And so really your worthiness was conditional. And I think kids can uh, internalize that and carry it into adulthood. So honestly, of all the things that I shared, that message is top of my mind this year. Um, And I hope that Some of these will encourage you to make some little tweaks and changes in how you communicate with your kids. Some resources that I would give if you're feeling like any of these um, sparked interest would be Brene Brown's book, The Gift of Imperfect Parenting. That is so helpful when it comes to um, really touching into the emotional well-being of us and our kids. And if any of you have questions, please, please leave us a review. We would love to talk more and dive into some listener questions on returning to school, um, body image, bullying, any of these things we would love to chat about. All right, let's find the magic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, just a quick reminder to use code FINDTHEMAGIC to receive $50 off any Gab wireless device, watches, phones. Let's keep our kids safe on tech as they go back to school, but also safe and aware of where they are. So again, that's Gab Wireless with code FINDTHEMAGIC. You can receive $50 off any device. It is the first of school where we are right now, and my kids are about to start, all of them, all four now, for the first time ever, are going to school, and that's not actually in our house, right? Because I've done homeschooling before, and I've done all sorts of different kinds of schooling, and so this year, I just want to give you guys a couple, just a little mini, have a little mini chat about going back to school, and just really this time in general, so even if you don't have kids, This is just a fun time of year as the summer changes into fall and our rhythms kind of change. 
just a few of my favorite tips for this time of year. So for me, there's something about the fun of, I mean, summer, of course, is so fun. And there's a little bit of, for us at least, there's a little bit of chaos there. And it's just kind of, you know, we're just like squeezing. I feel like we're just squeezing the juice out of life, right? Like just enjoying the longer days. And then as we move into the fall, there's definitely more for me an emphasis on, you know, going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. Just it, there's more of a rhythm for me. So, so my tips for this time of year that I have always done at the beginning of school, but I'm finding lots now that I have four kids going, I'm finding them really, really helpful. So the first one is to breathe. My kids are in a lot of different things right now. And, you know, we try to be really aware of allowing them to embrace the things they love and increase their talents, but at the same time, not being over busy. And I'm going to be honest, it's a hard, for me, it's been a lot more challenging than I thought. When my kids were tiny, I was like, oh my goodness, I am never going to even be close to overscheduled. No way. And yet here I am kind of asking myself that question a lot. Like, is this too much? Is this the right amount? I don't know. It's, it's been a little bit more challenging for me than I expected actually, because there are just so many great things and so many things they love to do. So, um, for me, we go over our schedule for the week every Sunday. So we sit down, we have a little family council. We talk about if there's any issues that people want to bring up or talk about. Like, for example, (laughs) this next coming family council, I know my my daughters are going to propose that they think the boys who are younger, that they it's their turn to, because they all have chores, but the boys circulate their chores that are a little easier and the girls circulate their chores, which are a little harder, and they switch every week. They're proposing that they're ready for the boys to come into the harder chore level, you know? So, we, you know, we talk about stuff like that. And then we plan the week. And sometimes, guys, when we plan our week, it's like a whoo. Woo, okay, let's do this. You know, we're like arranging, you know, grandparents are helping us get rides. I'm using like a time turner to make sure that <laughs> we're in the right places. There's actually been several times where I've thought I do, I could use a time turner from Harry Potter here. But um, when you go over the whole week, it gives everybody kind of a sense of, okay, what's happening this week? And also is a great time to be like, is this working? You know, is this, is this working? Um, but for me, the key here is so that's that's obviously a fabulous habit that we love I love going over the week with my kids I love them knowing what's happening we also in the mornings I like to plan the day just kind of tell them what's happening in the day but the my first tip which is kind of encompassing all of this is to breathe so sometimes I am feeling a little bit like oh baby this is a lot and then I take a few deep breaths and all we have to do is just one thing at a time, right? And when you just do one thing at a time, all of the things we've put into our lives are things that we've chosen deliberately, right? And when we do look at the whole week, we realize there are these beautiful spaces of um, downtime and peace. So when we look at it and we're like, okay, yes, we do choose this amount of things. It's not too much. It's just the right amount let's just breathe. And in this moment, when we just do the thing one at a time, that's not overwhelming, right? So to me, what that looks like is anytime I feel a feeling of like, whoo, baby, feel a little stress, 
just come back and honestly just take, I don't even count them anymore. I used to count and actually do 10 deep breaths. But now I just come back into my body and I just take a few deep breaths. Just notice I go in and out. For me, a nice cue is I like to just pay attention to the temperature of the air in my nose. So when I breathe in, the air is kind of cool. And when I breathe out, I can feel the air being more warm. So our bodies are this amazing tool that helps us come into the present moment. So that's my first tip is in all of our schedule stuff just to breathe and teach and for me I like to teach my kids to do the same thing right so the question is how to do that and how can we actually work breathing and being present into our schedules and my tip goes back so I feel like we're kind of going back and forth here between breathing and then actual practical um like just time management stuff here but I do love our Sunday family councils and then my second favorite time tool that we do is, and you guys have heard me talk about it so many times, it's our essentials in the morning. And this applies whether you have kids or not kids. I'll link our, uh, we have so many episodes on essentials, but I'll link our best one. Well, my personal favorite one about it to help you kind of get what your essentials are. But your essentials is, is what it is, is the most important things that if it's all you do in a day, then it's the very, very most important things. And it's something that has to be able to be chisel down to five minutes or less, or you can take up to, you know, an hour or whatever with it. But it has to be something that on days where you don't have very much time you can do in five minutes. So I have my own essentials, which is my miracle morning, right? And then my kids have their essentials that we do. And my kids' essentials is a lot less than my essentials. Um, theirs is simply prayer. We say a scripture, we say a poem that we're memorizing, and we do four deep breaths. Now, that's what we do if we don't have very much time. Um, I like to, and it takes, just doing that, it honestly takes two minutes. However, if my favorite way is more like 10 minutes and we do more than four breaths, I actually like walk them through a little meditation, we take a little bit longer with it, and then we read some books after that. So that's my what I like to do, um, but there are some days where we do just do the shorter version. But either way, we do it every day, no matter what. And the beautiful thing about essentials, which... To me, if I were to say, if breathing for me is my theme, my overall tip, right? Family counsel is my most practical time management tip. I would say essentials are probably the thing that pulls all of it together. It's a combination of helping your kids know what's happening during the day because usually at the end of the essentials we talk about the day, but it really gets all of us just living present and it's a time to check in and connect every single morning. So, and for me, that breath is what brings us in because there's sometimes that things are a little crazy and then we come back to that breath and it's amazing, guys, just four deep breaths with my kids. It's incredible how that looks. And then the beautiful thing is they can go they can go back to that breath throughout the day. So, you know, I talk to them all the time. If you're feeling a little worried at school or you're about to take a test, you just come back to that four deep breaths and I have them do it like an elevator. So you can have your kids do this. I have them hold their hand out in front of them, kind of at eye level. And then when they take a deep breath, I have them push their hand all the way down. So it's now hovering above their legs, right? We're sitting down and it's like an elevator. So it helps them know to move their diaphragm down as far as it can possibly go, which is really awesome. It helps them see that. So 
they're moving their hands. And so at school, I say, you know, if you're feeling a little worried about a test or something, you do that. They usually don't put their hand out, but they're picturing it because they practice it with me every day. They're automatically, when they go into those deep breaths, they're automatically pulling their diaphragm really far down and then slowly exhaling because they've practiced it, right? So I know it sounds so simple, breathing four deep breaths, is that really a big deal? But it is a big deal because it gives them the practice of deep breathing. And for me in my own life, I mean, I find myself all the time. Now it's my go-to when I'm feeling something, even a, honestly, even if I'm not feeling stress necessarily, but just a really negative emotion that I find myself wanting to run away from. <laughs> and then I tell myself, oh wait, hold on, lean into it, right? That's one of my themes in life, lean into it. Breath is how I lean into it. So, you know, maybe I'm feeling um, grief. So I feel it, I want to run away, but I just say, no, 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 I'm going to stay here with it. And I just take a few deep breaths. And I, because I practice it every day, right, it just automatically, I just take a deep breath, lean into it, feel the feeling. And guess what, guys? As I feel it, as I really actually try to make the feeling stronger, then after, I think the science, one thing I read said it lasts like about 90 seconds. And in my own anecdotal experience, I would say it's probably around then as well. If I really lean into it, it gets strong for about, well, yeah, 90 seconds, and then it starts to fade. So I would highly recommend that tactic for yourself and for your kids, helping them just breathe. And then the beautiful thing is, as they go throughout their day, it helps them be present. So they're present at school. Then when they go to their extracurricular activities, they can be present there. And then... When they're home, so for us, we we try to eat dinner together most nights. There's one, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we get dinner together. And then Friday, they're with, you know, sometimes we have friends. Friday and Saturday is just kind of like depends on what we have, right? And then Tuesday night, we have this other thing we do where Jeff has the boys and I have the girls. But um, what I'm saying is we have for our dinners, it's beautiful because then if you can come back and have... A present moment as a family, then it's beautiful because your kids are going out into the world and they're coming back and you're still having this anchor for them. So obviously I'm talking about older, when I say older kids, my kids are like middle, right? You know, it's, they're six to 13. So those of you with little kids, this stuff still applies, right? It's still all about, even though they're maybe not necessarily leaving you as much, the idea of coming back, returning, having an anchor for you, that looks like connection times. So even if you're together all day, <laughs> you're coming back and being present at all the moments. So even when you're when you're connecting for dinner or over a meal or a diaper change or a nap, getting them done for a nap, those are your connecting times where you're returning. And again, using breath is a way to bring yourself into pre the present moment and your kids will feel the difference. And as your kids get older like mine, you can teach them to feel the difference as well. If they can breathe, come into the present moment, it'll really, really help them not feel that feeling of overwhelm because they're not trying to hold all the stuff in their brain because they've already planned it out. They've already seen the week. It's in the calendar. And, you know, we have a calendar that we write it all down on. And so they don't have to hold it in their head. They can simply just live in the present moment and be there at the places that you've already decided on. So those are my tips for changing into these seasons. Practical tips are having a family council on Sunday, planning the week, having it written down. The kids can see it. Second, more practical kind of hybrid tip is 
essentials in the morning, right? And then give them a little view of the day. But essentials is where you teach them those important things. And then the overall tip is breath, living present, coming back to your breath over and over and over. And if you do, what I found is in the present moment, present moment is all we have, right? And there's not anxiety or worry in the present moment if we can bring ourselves back to the present, right? So everybody, we can do this. You're doing awesome. And I hope everybody has a beautiful change of season. Let's find the magic. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>